All right, episode two. Today we're going to get super tactical and talk about your e-commerce PNL. If you don't know what a PNL is, Google it. All right, I am Nasrin Jafari. I'm the founder, CEO, and designer of Mix. I bootstrapped this brand in 2021 with $20,000 in savings to mid seven figures. And I'm going to use this podcast to share a no frills account of my journey scaling to 10 million. All right, so your e-commerce PNL. The way I like to think about it, or the way I was introduced to it, was through the Common Thread Collective. They have this concept called four quarters accounting, and they break up the e-commerce PL into four quarters or four parts. And those four parts are your COGS, your cost of good, or you know the cost of your product, marketing, OPEX, or your operating expenses, and profit. And, you know, in a perfect simple world, it would look like 25% in each category. So you'd have 25% um, for your COGS or your product costs. You'd have 25% for your marketing. You would have 25% for your operating expenses, which includes things like payroll, rent, office space, et cetera, and 25% of profit. But we all know that every business is different. Uh, this is not a simple game. So everyone's percentages even within e-commerce are going to be different. So I'm going to share how I break down my PNL, and that might give you some guidance in terms of how you can break down yours. So let's start at the top with your COGS, your cost of goods sold. What I include in COGS is my product cost. So for me, that includes fabric and the cut and sew labor, as well as what it takes to get that product to my, you know, landed to me in my office and then shipped out to my customer. So in my COGS, I include product costs as well as cost of delivery. So cost of delivery, as it sounds, is the cost um, of shipping to your customer. So that includes like, you know, what kind of mailer bag are you using? How much does it cost to ship that item to your customer, etc. So as a rule of thumb, in e-commerce, you want to keep your COGS to 30%, you know, maximum. Um, and I will say here, the caveat is. Let me rewind. Let me rewind. So you want to keep your COGS at 30% minimum, uh, maximum, right? So if you have 20% COGS, that's better because that means your product um, as, a, as a percentage is less um, uh, out of like the, your total revenue. So what was I going to say? We're not editing this podcast, so there's going to be some lapses in thinking. Um, you want, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. So when you first launch a brand, it's difficult, it can be difficult to maintain 30% COGS or to hit 30% COGS. Why? Because you're just getting started. You, maybe you have really low order quantities. And so your like production house is going to charge you more, or maybe you just can't price high enough because you're, you know, you're just starting. I get that. That's where I started. So I didn't start at 30% COGS or 70% gross margin. Um, I probably started closer to like 50, 60% gross margin because I just, I felt like, and maybe I could have, who knows, but I didn't feel like I could command the price point that I command today. So like, you know, as a reference, my jumpsuits, when I first launched, I think they were something like $150. Now they're $228. And so just as a side note, raising your prices is the easiest way to gain gross margin. So imagine, you know, let's say you have a hundred dollar product. And your COGS are $30, meaning you have 30% COGS. Your gross margin is $70 or 70%. But 
you know, if you raise your price, it can be it can be difficult to like, you know, reduce your cogs unless you're producing at really high volumes. Even then, your price discount is probably not maybe like 10% or 15%. It's not going to move the needle as much as it is if you raise that number to, you know, 150%. And then your cogs are $30 out of 150 price point, which then um, becomes, I don't know what the math is on that. What is 150? <laughs> I'm literally doing this on my phone. Minus 30, 120 over 150, your gross margin becomes 80%. So, okay, hope you followed that thinking. So you want to, if you can, and don't beat yourself up, up if you cannot, but try to get to 30% cogs. Now there's a caveat here in that, for example, in the beauty space, and I think also in like the CPG snack food space, that those cogs tend to be even lower. So from my understanding, just from what I hear out in the world, um, beauty products tend to be uh, like, you know, 10, 20% cogs. So I don't know, you know, that's not my experience. That's just kind of what I've heard. So in apparel, I would say like 30% cogs are pretty standard unless you know you're a more luxury brand and you are able to command a higher price point all right so there we are there's your cogs uh now our next quarter is marketing now marketing in a direct-to-consumer if you're a direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand the primary way you are getting customers at scale i understand that you can get customers organically but the primary way you're going to get customers at scale in e-commerce is by running ads and that's why your marketing your marketing kind of uh, like expense on your PL is going to be the it could be like the biggest section for me it is um, and it's probably going to be the one that changes the most or that scales up and down throughout the year so in some times of the year you might be spending more on marketing and so that percentage is going to go up on your PL. and at times of the year it's going to go you might not spend as much as mar on marketing. And so that percentage is going to go down on your P&L. So I want to put a pin in this and we'll come back to it. But basically what you should know is that with marketing as being the next kind of like quarter of your on your P&L, you want to leave a lot of room for this to be able to scale up and down as a percentage on your P&L. And that's going to depend on how much you're spending and how efficient that spending is. Um, okay. And then the next part of your P&L is your op or your operating expenses. Your operating expenses include your fixed costs. So that's, you know, things like payroll, how much you pay yourself, your employees. Um, that includes your office space and things like subscriptions. So if you have like a Shopify subscription and maybe you have a couple app plugins, those kind of like recurring fixed costs are part of your OPEX. Now in e-commerce, you shouldn't have a really heavy OPEX um, weight, so to speak. I I mean, at least for the way I like to build, I really believe in being very, very lean, especially if you're bootstrapping. So, you know, if you have your if your OPEX is more than 20%, then I would take a hard look at how many people you're, people you're employing, or how much you're paying them or where your office space is, because in e-commerce, you really don't need Typically, like people are honestly working from home, maybe they have like a warehouse where they like hold their product. But typically, the operating expenses sh should not be that high. I also believe that 
um, in ACOM, one or two people can really get a lot done um, because that work really scales. So for example, if you have somebody running ads or if you have somebody um, you know, writing or producing your like email newsletter, your email marketing, whether that email goes out to a list of 500 people or 5,000 people, you don't need any more people, you don't need any more like labor to create that one email, right? It's the same amount of labor or time that goes into producing one email. The difference is how many people does it get distributed to, right? And over time, as your brand grows, as your list grows, or your social media following grows, then it should be getting in front of more eyeballs with the same amount of effort. So in e-commerce, your your OPEX should really scale with you as you grow. Um, for reference, right now I'm mixed. It is just me full-time, uh, one part-time employee on like operations and fulfillment customer service, and one contracted agency kind of media buyer growth person. Um, and so, yeah, my OPEX is, I would say, under 15%, probably like 12%. Um, yeah, so that's the bit on OPEX. Uh, and next up is profit. So, you know, your profit percentage is really going to depend on where else you're spending, right? So if you have, let's say, 30% that you are spending in COGS, and let's say you're spending 30% on marketing, which we will get back to, and let's say you are spending 15% um, in OPEX, then that's a total of 75%, which should leave you with 25% of profit, which would be excellent. 25% of profit, at least, you know, honestly, also, let me just take a moment to say, you should take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, because I'm only speaking to my experience. I've been doing this for two years. So I know something, but I don't know everything. So what, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, in my opinion, I think 25% profit is excellent. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's get back to the marketing bit because this is really where in my experience built again, only speaking to my experience, my brand, like my business really lives and dies on marketing and marketing efficiency. So, um, you probably guys, you probably know if you follow me at all, Facebook ads, meta ads is the thing that drives my business. Uh, it is where I really believe in going big and going deep on. I don't like to spread myself thin across multiple channels or I don't I don't even do any retail right now. I don't sell to boutiques even though boutiques reach out because for me, I really believe in going deep in the few places that are going to give the highest return. For me, that has been Facebook ads. And so I'm really going to focus on Facebook ads they can get, you know, you can run, you can grow a brand up to 10, 20 million, I think I've heard um, just on Facebook ads alone. So, you know, until I hit 10 million, I'm not really worrying about anything else. That's my spiel on that. But um, for marketing, depending on how efficient your marketing is, is going to change how much you are spending on marketing on your PL. So, um, how can, what's a way that we can think about this? Let's say you are doing, hmm, okay, let's say you're doing a million dollars in sales. We're just going to take like a clean number. A million dollars in sales is your top line revenue number. Let's say you spend 30% of your budget, of yeah of your budget on uh, marketing. So you spent in a year $300,000 to get 1 million, to make $1 million in sales, not profit. 
that means your marketing efficiency is roughly, you know, three point what three x. So that's all I'm doing is taking a million and dividing it by marketing spend. So one million divided by. 300,000, you know, math on the spot is always very nerve wracking. So I'm not like, I'm really not that bad at it. It's just, I'm checking myself. So I literally have my calculator 1 million (laughs) divided by 300,000. Yeah. So your return on your ad spend is 3.33. Right. And depending on, on how, let me actually rewind and say that one more time. Your if you if you spend $300,000 to do $1 million in sales, your return on your ad spend is 3.3x. ROAS, return on ad spend, ROAS. I'm going to use the acronym moving forward. So take you know your top line revenue, 1 million, divide that by your ad spend, you get your ROAS, 3.3. Now, the more efficient that you can make your marketing, you like you will see immediately how much space that frees up on your PL for your bottom line profit category. Um, for example, let's say you know you did a hundred, um, you did a million dollars, but this time instead of spending three hundred thousand dollars to get there, you spent two hundred thousand dollars to get there. So that would be one million divided by two hundred thousand dollars. Um, for an efficiency of 5x or 5x, you know, your ROAS is 5x. So what happens there is that that means your marketing is more efficient. Therefore, you're spending less on marketing to do, you know, the same amount, $1 million in sales, meaning instead of 30% on your PL, marketing becomes 20% on your PL. And that 10% can either drop down to your bottom line or maybe you invest it into your OPEX or whatever it is. And so I say this to illustrate the point that in the beginning, like what really matters and what's really going to drive and grow your e-commerce brand is, at least in my experience, is your marketing and how efficient your marketing dollars are. If you can get that efficiency higher from a, you know, from a 1x to a 2x, 3, you know, higher, then you're going to see that percentage shrink on your PL, or maybe you just want to spend more money and then you know, grow your top line and then uh, make room for other places in on your PL. Again, maybe that goes, just drops down to profit um, or maybe you want to invest it somewhere else, like somewhere else, like your operating expenses. Um, and therefore, you know, what my big lesson has been, especially in business, right? There's so many, when you're getting started, there's so many places where your attention can go. And oftentimes your attention is going to go to the place where you are most comfortable, meaning the place where you are most successful. But that doesn't always mean that is where you should spend your time. If you're just looking at the way your PL breaks down, I have found for me that the most impactful place for me to spend my time is marketing. Because if I can get my marketing more efficient, that is a huge lever on my brand. It will change the way my brand, like my business, the health of my business way more drastically than anything else that I could do right now. So for me, the way I'm spending a lot of my time right now is marketing, creating content for ads that I hope are going to kill it. And so I, I illustrate and I'm like, I'm drilling in this marketing bit of the PNL because, um, again, at least in my experience, this has been what has mattered most. And um, it's just the place where I believe you should spend your attention. So if you don't know how to run ads on Facebook Ads Manager, not boosting from your phone, if you don't know, if you've never opened Facebook Ads Manager, 
on your desktop. You need to learn how to do that. Don't be afraid of it. It's not that scary. Like you can absolutely do it. Go to YouTube, go to Google, listen to a podcast. You can figure it out. But a lot of people come to me and, you know, where do I start? Where should I be? Like my always what I say is figure out how to run ads, figure out how to sell your stuff more efficiently, period. Obviously, like, you know, that's a whole other conversation, which we won't go into in on this podcast, but I just want to drill home how important marketing and marketing efficiency is and how the more like how that kind of shows up on your PL. Okay, enough of that. So dude, my teacher side is coming out hard. I used to be a teacher before this in case you didn't know. And um, yeah, clearly, I <laughs> have missed it. Um, okay, so yeah, you know, just a quick review. I think that's kind of all that I wanted to share in this PNL episode. But for your e commerce PNL breakdown, let's go over it again. So at the top, you have your cogs, that should be 30%. If you can get that less than 30%, Rock on, that's better for your business. Um, the next chunk is marketing. So marketing is going to be what's going to probably scale up and down the most. I would say make your COGS and make your OPEX as lean as possible. Therefore, you have more room to spend on marketing and kind of just play around there in case you're less efficient or more efficient in, in like during different times of the year. So in your second category, you have your marketing um, expenses. The third part of your PNL is your OPEX. And that is going to be, you know, I would say a max max of 20%. It should be more realistically like 10 to 15% when you start, um, maybe even less because you're probably not paying yourself when you're when you're starting. I didn't. Um, and the rest, uh, whatever's left over is your profit. So that's kind of like this four quarters accounting system. You got your COGS, your marketing, your OPEX, and your uh, profit at the end of the day. All right. Well, I hope that this was helpful. We don't, we, it's literally just me. Um, no edits. Uh, this is all just raw content. There's no outro. So I guess this is just how we're going to end. All right. Thanks for listening.